Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Welcome to the podcast that doesn't give a fuck about anything. This podcast is cool, cool, cool. Friday, come to the Monster Truck Rally at the Tampa State Fairgrounds. I mean the Florida State Fairgrounds and Expo Center. What's up, Jen? The Danny Palmer Show. It's back. Every week I do this shit for some unknown reason. I make a fucking good vibes real gets 500 a thousand views in one day the podcast not quite as a popular thing but i've been doing it longer and apparently for some reason i refuse to uh not do it here's my thought i obviously the video stuff is going to be bigger than the pod stuff oh yeah dude i forgot i was supposed to do this on zoom so i could like post it on youtube you know what i'll do it next week (laughs) next week that's coming my friend Ben DeMarco was like, dude, you got to tape the pod, like videotape yourself doing the podcast, put it on YouTube, and then he can like chop it up into like segments and post that on like Instagram, which is a pretty fucking outstanding idea. I'm not going to lie, Ben DeMarco. Thanks, buddy. You're right. I should do that. I should have done that tonight. But now I'm already a minute and 15 seconds in explaining a childhood memory from the Florida State Fairgrounds. So I, I guess we're just going to go with this method for this week. And then over time, yeah, you know what? Maybe that'll drive up the listener viewership, whatever you call it, listenership. I'm just going to do new and innovative things, you know? I don't know if you guys listen to Oops, the podcast. My good friend, Julio Gallarotti, co-host of Oops. And then that was on Barst. They talked about this in their episode, the recent episode, episode 421. I'm not revealing anything, so that's secret. Uh, I guess Barstool is not going to carry the pod anymore. So now it's just going to be Julio doing the pot on his own, but they have like millions of downloads. It's going to be sick as fuck. Uh, and then, and then meanwhile, <laughs> no network seems to be taking it. I'm, I'm going to stop shitting at myself. I like this pod. Here's my thought. I feel like the reels, the good vibe videos over time that may develop into something where I would have an actual audience or like a substantial audience. I mean to say this podcast has always had some, something of an audience. And then if that shit blows up and I, and then the pod, I can drive eyeballs and ears from the reels to the podcast. And then the podcast could be the ultimate best advantageous thing over the long haul because people listen to the shit in like Germany and Brazil and Canada and Ireland. And so it's like, you know, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Are you just going to talk about your marketing strategy in the first eight minutes of your podcast? That's my girlfriend. She's super mean for some reason. Yes, honey, I am. Oh, Wow. I was already dry to begin with, and now this shit. You know what? Why don't you just go for a walk around the goddamn block while I'm recording? Maybe I will. All right. Well, that's the end of that comment. Any fucking who. Welcome to the old pod, John, kids. Uh, by, by the way, Black Cat has been amazing the last few weeks. It's always great. But I feel like we're getting bigger audience. I'm making some fucking business cards. Oh, you're such a comedy entrepreneur. <laughs> I made little business cards to put on the tables of Black Cat. You know, because I feel like a lot of people go to the show and then they have a great time, and then it's like, well, then it just kind of disappears into the ether. It's like, how do you make shit not disappear into the ether? You know what I mean? And that's actually a a, a good segue to my comment about uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix. I just finished it, and I, he said a lot of shit I wasn't really expecting him to say. He was like, "No matter what you're doing, you should always be selling it, like no matter what it is." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a good point." Because I always feel like if you're like trying to, oh, look at me, look at my fucking performances, and and I have merchandise, I'm going to sell at my show. Like, I just feel like that just seems self-aggrandizing and phony and false. 
But if, I mean, everybody like loves and respects Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess, unless you don't like the stuff in his personal life, but like, do, do people think bad things about him because he was self-promoting? No, they like love the love Terminator too, you know? So like, maybe it's time to rehash some things. Maybe it's time to rehash our relationship. All right. It's, that's a long time overdue, sweetie. I thought you were going for a fucking walk. I gotta put my shoes on. All right. I got a lot of nice uh, listener feedback this week. All for women, I might add. So take that, dudes. Oh, guys suck. Oh, yeah? Well, then why do girls get my podcast feedback? <laughs> what? I don't even know what that meant. Um, who said this? I think my... Oh, maybe I'll avoid saying names in case people get... Sometimes people get embarrassed if I say the name. Uh, she said, first, your spats with your pretend girlfriend are always hilarious. It is... Is it intentionally ironic that she can be and always seems to be both horny and annoyed at the same time? No wonder you're always fighting. That is true. Honey, why are you always so both horny and annoyed? Because you're a piece of shit, but I like to play with my play with my box. Jesus Christ. I can't even enunciate the words during the impression. Should I delete and uh, cover over that or tape over that? Nope. We're just going to keep on going. And then... Uh, my friend, I think you can say her name. Nothing, nothing bad is in this one. She said, amazing pod. Thank you, Haley. Thanks for all the cool things you said about Nashville and me. Your enthusiasm caused me to appreciate Nashville more. Yeah, Nashville's sick, dude. What a trip and tour. She's talking about when I went to Raleigh and Nashville and Atlanta opening opening up for Julio. Galarati, Galadier. She goes, you know, you know how to make the most of your time and travel is one of the best forms of education. I certainly agree with that. And then I, uh, nobody can rob you of your mind. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger said that. I quoted him on an earlier podcast. She said, love that. So true. Someone else said, another lady said, just finished the podcast. Thanks for the shout out. It was my 15 seconds of fame. Not 15 minutes for me, please. 15 seconds is more than enough. You're hilarious. And I love hearing about your life. Thank you. I hate when comics say, uh, I was at a comedy club the other day. And uh, these people told me that I was hilarious after the show. It's like, dude, so what? Like, I, wh- why are you sharing that story? Is it actually relevant to what, you know, they'll, they'll bring it up in the context of something else. And, and then first they mentioned that I was hilarious. That's why I feel guilty that I just said, said that quote from that nice lady that gave me that feedback. But I'm reading pod feedback. I don't do that in real life. I think that's kind of shitty to tell stories if you're a comedian. Be like, and then they came outside and said I was hilarious. It's like, dude, get some fucking self-esteem. Get some self-confidence. You have to walk around and tell people that other people said you were great? What? You mean like I just did on my own podcast? Hey, I was reading feedback. You seem pretty confused about what you mean. Listen, just go. It's too late. It's dangerous. Not dangerous. Just get some fucking milk for us, honey. I need some fucking 2%. By the way, you should be drinking whole milk, dude. Skim is whack. I feel like people make decisions based on information they heard a long time ago. Like people wear a mask outside in 2023. It's like, dude, what year are you in? And people that drink skim milk, it's like, dude, the whole milk and at least 2% milk has a lot more like vitamins and minerals and nutrients. Like this, these are outdated uh, mindsets and archetypes that have been eclipsed with newer, better knowledge. Keep reading, everybody. Yeah, well, maybe you're fucking wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about both of those facts. But let's just go with it. Okay? Let's just fucking cheer Here's an interesting thing I read recently. Did you know that India has just surpassed China as the world's most populous nation? Huh. Didn't know that. Now I know that. What am I going to do with that information? Literally nothing. Um, When I was growing up, my grandma Palmer on my dad's side, she had this like policy 
when we would have dinner, there would be no labels on the table. If you had some wishbone dressing, for instance, you would need to pour the dressing into a ramekin or some sort of bowl and then put that bowl on the table. Same with your Coca-Cola. Anything with products. And I kind of like it. Like, I want to start... I don't have a table. (laughs) I live in a studio apartment. My grandparents had a sick-ass place in south of Fort Myers in Bonita Springs, Florida. And uh, they had plenty of space for a table. I don't have any space for a table. But, um, you know, I splurged for the MLB Extra Innings Package. Is that something? Is that almost like a table? Anyways, no labels on the table is nice. I think it's, it provides a more calming atmosphere and environment. Ooh, I'll make a good vibes video about that. I'm going to hit pause on the podcast to remind myself to do a good vibes video about no labels on the table. Oh, now you're just workshopping your stoop. Are you going to go to the fucking store or not? Don't yell at me. I have a couple little anecdotes here. I think they're both kind of related to being uh, like an underdog. <laughs> I was watching this baseball game. Even if you're not a baseball fan, I think you can still appreciate this story. I was watching... Uh, this game last Saturday, it was like the Colorado Rockies and the something somethings and the Rockies were down 24 to nothing, dude. It was just a complete bloodbath. And then it was like 25 to nothing. And it's like, you know, what do you, I think it was the angels that were beating them that bad. It's like, what at, at that point, what do you do? And I was just watching the game. I thought that game was more interesting than, a, than a, like a nail biter. Cause it's like, how do, how do you handle that? If you're the losing team or the winning team. And and what they did was you just take every bat exactly as seriously as you would any other bat in any other game. You know what I mean? You just remain a professional. Whether you're up by a lot or down by a lot, you continue to be a pro and think about the moment at hand. Okay. doesn't matter what the score is. There's a ball coming at me 94 miles an hour. I'm going to try to hit it, you know? And then uh, one of the guys on the uh, losing team on the Rockies just took this huge fucking swing. And it's like, yeah, you know what you do when you're down 24 to nothing? You take huge swings because who gives a fuck, you know? And I think that's kind of emblematic for, uh, you know, making a career change in life. Arnold Schwarzenegger had three wildly successful careers, and he made those changes at different stages of his life. And if you go into comedy, for instance, or like anything else, and just take some big swings, even if it's the eighth inning of the game or eighth inning of your life, like, fuck it, dude especially if it's later in your life. Like I, I feel like people, when people say, um, I'm too old for that, that always just infuriates me or frustrates me. Doesn't I don't, I don't get super angry, but I, I just think it's disappointing and frustrating that like, uh, I'm 38 now. I can't do that anymore. You know who can't do things anymore? People that are dead. All the billions of people that have died can't do anything. And you're going to say that for the, hopefully you live to be 80, for over half of your life, you've just deemed yourself incapable of doing something because of a mental barrier and cage you've cast around yourself like dude that's so sad fuck that dude take the big cuts kid and then i was at uh my black cat show that i run with ryan DeCalos. i feel obligated to say ryan DeCalos every time i mean you know it's a show <laughs> so i was there last weekend and uh you know it's a small coffee shop they have games you can play games if you want to so one of the comics was trying to find a place to stand. I think I like took her purse and like set it down underneath the like rack of games. And we were just talking about how like there's little respect in stand up comedy. Like, so, oh, how long have you been doing comedy? Oh, 10 years. Yeah. Can you just set your purse by the Scrabble? You know, it's like, all right, well, and we're all just like totally okay with it because it's an opportunity to perform and, and get better. So yeah, take big cuts in the eighth inning kid. Oh, this is tied towards, uh, 
you know, deciding how you want to live and, and thinking about yourself when you're old. <laughs> I think this is Haley that said this. She goes, when you're an old man, you can go back and listen to all your podcasts and memories you made. Or that might be kind of depressing because you're old. <laughs> how dare you? How dare she? The only one that can make fun of my man is me. Honey, I just, just take your shoes off at this point. You're just going to sit here and be rude to me. I just defended you. Does everything have to be a fucking argument, dude? Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, so back in the day when Jackie O, she used to work, I believe, not at the Washington Post, at the other one. <laughs> there was another newspaper, and she was from a wealthy family who helped get her a job as, I think the term was camera girl, and then she was like the woman on the street, and she would go and like interview people. And one of the people that she interviewed was JFK. And he was a war hero. And so she asked him what he thought his best quality was. And she assumed that he would have said courage because he was a war hero. And he said his best quality was curiosity. Uh-huh. I like that, dude. Curiosity is key. You know, that's another thing I read about. Like one way to combat anxiety is to be curious and in- and learning, um, focusing on things you don't understand that you need to challenge your brain to comprehend. That when you're doing that, it's impossible or you know more difficult to do that and worry about your life or ruminate about the past simultaneously to be curious. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, there's that. And then I have another quote. Are you ready for this fucking Jared quote, kid? You know, I think last week my pod went to fucking 25 minutes or something. And then this week, I feel like it's going to wrap at like 14. But I don't know. I feel like people might like the shorter pods better. I don't know, dude. There's no rhyme or reason. All you can do is just do your best and then not make it big and die in your apartment. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. All right. Um, this is... Oh, it's kind of related to everything I've just said. This is a quote from my favorite uh, intellectual blog, Farnham Street. There's a newsletter that comes every Sunday. Highly recommend it. We live in a culture that dreads the entropic inevitability of growing older, treats it like a disease to be cured with potions and regimens, anesthetizes it with Botox and silence, somehow forgetting that to grow old, grow old at all is a tremendous privilege, one withheld from the vast majority of humans populating the history of our young species, to say nothing of the infinite potential humans who never danced into existing. Dude, that's crazy. I get like thinking about, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, like, oh, what think of all the people that are dead that can never do anything ever again versus you at X age with time left, you can certainly do things. But that says nothing of the infinite potential humans who never donned, danced, danced into existence. Like, what does it even mean? Does that mean like all the like jizz in your dad's balls that didn't like go anywhere? That could have been like sick ass humans. That is what that means. Fuck, dude, that's crazy. Think about that. Think about all the like, uh, like just Michael Jackson aside from his crimes, like his like inherent innate talent as a singer. Like think about all the people or just think of somebody that doesn't have a fucking terrible history. That's very talented. You know, fucking Billy Joel, dude. Like think about all the billions of Billy Joels that were never birthed and all that potential that's lost. Or, or like even though was it 69 that rapper that died? i'm not i'm not good at the rap rap names i'm sorry dude but you know these like artists get killed when they're like 25 or they od when they're 27 think about all the songs that amy winehouse will never create and that we never get to enjoy because she died early 
or the people that weren't born in the first place. Like there's so much potential that is never realized because of an infinite number of reasons. And so the fact that we're here now and have autonomy and agency to do things is inspiring. And we should not use age or I don't know, any any sort of like self limitation as a constraint on what we try to achieve, you know? So I guess that's the end of that. Um, then my, for my day job, I, I went to this, uh, boot camp. I don't know. I don't want to talk about too many details of my day job just in case, but like, anyways, kind of spoke at this boot camp, and it was like a, I think you go for like three months, a lot of career changers. And they were talking about having like imposter syndrome. And I mean, I referenced that Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary to them. It's like, you know, he chose three different careers to go after as an immigrant that didn't speak English well initially. And it's like, good for the career changers, you know, fucking go for it. Like, yeah, dude, I don't know. I guess that, that I guess that idea has run out of steam, but I, I just, I just am, am impressed when people do one thing and then they're like, you know what? I want to do something else now. And then they pivot and go do the other thing. Even if you don't become a wildly success, wildly successful at the second thing, at least you fucking tried, man. You know, at least you put yourself into something new. Oh, wow. This is really inspiring. Are you giving a graduation speech at middle Tennessee state? No, Oprah did that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. All right. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, Black Cat this weekend. Uh, oh, there's a lot of exciting comedy things coming up. Um, on July 7th, my brother Ben Palmer of Palmer Trolls fame is taking over Black Cat LES, 9 o'clock on July 7th, 172 Rivington, New York City. He's going to do his picture show thing. We're going to get a projector or something. And uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, what else do I have to tell you? Oh, fuck. I just remembered that I was supposed to take a picture of the setup for him on Friday. God damn it. All right. I'll do that this Friday. Anyways, um, that's happening July 7th. And then uh, July 14th, I'm going to be opening for Julio Galarotti at the Vulcan Gas Lounge in Austin, Texas. Two shows. Tickets are on their website. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Follow me on Instagram, Danny Palmer NYC. Send me a note. No one ever does. Have a good fucking John. Happy fucking 4th of July weekend. Born in the USA, I'm a long gone daddy in the That Nathan's hot dog guy, the 4th of July. Uh, yeah, I guess this is going to come out before um, before that happens. And the next pod episode will be after that happens. But when he comes up to that fucking like, gate in the ground, and then he like goes to the high, this high perch, and he, say, he uses this very dramatic language like, On the gathering of this Independence Day... The immortal beasts of yore. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I love that guy. All right. I'm actually stopping the podcast now. Thank you.